fucking all right, bud. What's going on? Uh, not much. I've got a bit of a cold today. Oh, Great for recording. <sighs> More nasal than normal. We're on Instagram and Twitter at GOF Podcast. Um, we're on Facebook.com forward slash guys on film. You can get hold of us directly as if it was like just a direct connection to both of us um, at guys on film podcast at gmail.com. All of that stuff basically, um, and alongside our guys on film.co.uk website, will give you the links to get to the podcast um, that you're already listening to. But uh, really, all you need to do yeah. is search for it on your favorite podcast provider, and then you can subscribe and give us reviews and stuff. That'd be ace. However, if you like the fingerless version, do you prefer fingerless? I asked you this last week, Ollie. Have you kind of? Do you think the technology's matured yet? Because I've got proof that it has. I don't think it has. Well, personally. if you if you want to go fingerless, uh, if you find yourself in the cynical position that Ollie's in, you can go uh, to your Google Home or your Amazon Alexa, and you can say. Uh, play the guys on film podcast and it'll just play you the most recent episode it's as easy as that and I'll put something on our Instagram where I do a story just showing how easy it is to get the podcast to play no bother at all I mean you can do that even if you've got fingers that's something that you can do as well this is not exclusively for people without hands or fingers I suppose if you don't have hands you couldn't have fingers Uh, okay. Well, I mean, I mean, you could just have fingers attached to your wrists. Yeah, fingers on stumps. It's an interesting yeah, exactly. visual, one that we should probably not, you know, yeah. dwell on for too long. I'm Ian. He's Ollie. Hi. We're both guys. We're thinking about Jared Butler films today. It's the Guys on Film podcast. Go back to Afghanistan. <laughs> Okay, cool. Right, great intro. The intro included a swear word, so... Yeah, I mean, there isn't a place, a real place called Fuckheadistan. I've checked. Uh, Yeah, I mean, if there were a place called Fuckheadistan, then it wouldn't be a swear, would it? It would just be a statement of fact, but it... It's just a swear. Exactly. So, yeah. what's on what's on this week's show? Gerard Butler and his fuckhead of Stan antics. Yeah, so we're going to be uh, deep diving on Gerard Butler, uh, the nicest man in showbiz. Alle- and allegedly. We're going to be having our usual life scores. Yep. I've yeah. watched a film. You've certainly uh-huh. watched a film. Um, sure. And we're also going to have a, the first of the year in our much-loved, well, potentially much-loved, uh, wrong dead wrong and this one's going to be on the films based around the loose concept of being about Greece okay because of the 300 connection there okay um, you'll work it out as we go along yeah so like yeah. Grease Lightning not that sort of Grease okay fine uh, I've got a couple of bits of housekeeping before we move on Ollie is that right before we go into Seggy 1 yeah okay so housekeeping part 1 You've been giving me a little bit of a hard time about that Star Wars episode. Just because I think I went to lengths to explain some of the things that I thought was wrong with it. Listen, I've had some I've had some direct correspondence. Uh, can I read some of that out to you just really quickly? Uh, yes. Okay. So in response to our Star Wars episode, um, one of our listeners, uh, I, think, I think they're a band called Natalie Price. Um, the first response was this. Well, this isn't this isn't housekeeping. This isn't housekeeping. This is you proving some sort of point. This is you 
scoring points. I'm not. I'm just saying, look, this, I'm not the only point one that scoring. holds this point of view. Anyway, they said, this is brilliant. Love all the awards for the year. So they lo- they got through the Star Wars stuff and got to the next part. <laughs> and then the second part was, here, mate, Star Wars was shite. That list could have gone on longer. It was nice knowing someone else noticed this stuff and was bothered about it too. Well, hey, there you go. I like. I'm a crowd pleaser, so uh, that's who no said that. Who said that? That was the same. That was a, in response again. Same person. So, you know, who I'm going to need that? visual evidence. Okay, I'll post it, I'll, I'll, or at least I'll send it to you. Se- second part of housekeeping. Can't find. Second part of housekeeping is just I, I do agree with you on this one, Ollie. I forgot to mention during the uh, twenty eighteen look ahead episode that whilst I was doing all my uh, research for it and I was watching all these trailers, um, I was watching a lot of the trailers through IMDb, and they like almost yeah. every single one had the brutal like little uh, five second pre trailers in them. Right, oh, you finally fucking so annoying. Um, yeah. Exactly. Uh, the the ones on YouTube have them occasionally, but IMDb has these five second encounters with like the thing you're just about to watch for absolutely no reason. It's kind, you know, what it's kind of like. Imagine if imagine if you're at a restaurant and you've just ordered some kind of dinner with you know a few items on there, like a bit of you know prawns, stupid meat. Um, you got a bit of spinach, maybe some sort of sauce, maybe a potato thing. And then as the guy's about to bring the main dish out, a different waiter comes out with a bit of everything that's on the dish on a fork and just pushes it in your mouth. Yeah. As a little preview of what you're about to eat. (laughs) The guys on film recipe book will be uh, on the shelves for next Christmas. (laughs) Like a bit of like potato stuff or something as well. (laughs) And like sauce well, like a bit of spinach and that isn't it <laughs> stupid stupid meat got a bit of stupid meat on there um, what, I guess the thing with uh, videos online is people can give up on them halfway if they're not up for it so like it's their way of forcing you to get the essence of it and you always take it away with you but you don't often kind of give up on a meal halfway through oh you know what I'm Saying not having that, this maybe more, maybe more people would have made it through our uh Star Wars critique if we'd have flashed them a few little bits of the fun that was going to come afterwards I don't know, it's verified so by maybe. an independent adjudicator mate Every, everyone's behind me on this uh, until proven otherwise okay, let's move on uh, shall we go into Seggy 1? Guys on Bill yeah we're guys, we're talking about Bill it's the Guys on Bill podcast for real, you know we're guys talking about Bill it's the Guys on Bill Right, so, Ian, are you familiar with Greece? Have you been there? I'm familiar with it, but I've not been there. I Me mean, neither. I've been, I've been to its, um, its neighbouring uh, holiday destination of Cyprus, which was, okay. which was nice. But I've never been to Greece, so I'd like to go. I've, I've heard it's very sunny um, yeah. all year round. Okay, so can you think of any films that are set in Greece... Grease 2. No, no. Grease 2, Cruise Control. (laughs) Um, What can I think of? Um, uh, Mamma Mia, is that set in uh, Greece? Correct. Okay, yeah, there we go. Okay, so you've Uh, got one. All right, so we're going to play a little game of Wrong, Dead, Wrong, and just to 
uh, get you back up to speed with it because if you're a new listener you won't know what the concept is um, or if you're Ian then you also won't know what the concept is uh, so basically <laughs> I've got a bunch of questions some of them are true or false and we're just going to work our way through them some of them I've made up some of the questions I've just made they're, they're out of my head right <laughs> but what I'm going to guarantee for you the listener is that Ian is going to have some absolutely thrilling banter for you uh, with regards to each and every question. Okay. So it's not really about I've, if I've you just found right out about this now, so that's great. Ian always likes to pre-script his responses, but, um, you know, we'll, I, we'll see how I it goes. Um, I think that's so, actually, you know, the opposite is true, but fine. Okay, well, don't worry whether you've got nothing to worry about because this is your this is your time to shine. Okay. Like the sun in Greece. Exactly. Uh, so, question the first. In December 2008, Mamma Mia became the highest grossing film of all time in the UK, smashing the previous record set by Titanic in 1997. Is this true or is this false? False. Yeah, you you say that like you're worried about if, <laughs> if it's true or not. Mm, no, it's false. Must be false. You don't, you it's don't get true. Me. Is it? Yeah, it's it beat the previous record uh, set by Titanic in 1997, which was then beaten again by what film, Ian? Uh, Spider-Man? No, well, Avatar. Oh, so yeah, now okay. that's the biggest now that's the biggest but how was Mamma Mia doing, do doing that in the middle because everybody wanted to go and see it because it was I mean, kid, it was a time where didn't. well kids had to go because mums and dads and grands and nans and granddads and uncles and all sorts wanted to go and see it because they're like ah oh, we like Abba we like Greece did you want to go no okay well there go. you go that's surprising I, I'm up for it. I started watching it. I didn't like it. I gave up halfway through. <laughs> but I've got it on record as you saying that you're well up for the uh, for the second one. This is yeah, I know, 2018. I know. You came right out with it as well. I know. I started watching it because it's now appeared on uh, streaming. Um, I don't know what it is, whether it's Netflix or Amazon or whatever, but I started watching it. I just gave up. So I, I think maybe if you're in the right mood for it, I think it's maybe got the sort of vibe of like, you know when people go around to their houses and um, watch Eurovision together as a big group? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Maybe if you did that with a group of people and you were like, you know what, fuck it, let's watch Mamma Mia as a big group, <laughs> then it might be banner. <laughs> but on my own, not up for it, mate. Okay. D- didn't get Fine. along with that at all. Okay. okay. So you've got that one wrong, and I thought you'd I thought you'd get that one right because that was ripped literally word for word uh, straight from the trivia page on IMDb. So, yeah, true or false? In Mamma Mia, when Stellan Skarsgård flashes his bomb, it was an impromptu bit of acting that he did, and he actually had a bit of bog roll between <laughs> his bum cheeks that had to be CG'd out at great expense. True or false? <laughs> Uh, a couple of observations with that. Um, I, I think this is definitely false. Um, observation one: You're what coming you hot off that? the heels of dis- coming hot off the heels of uh, recent discussions about uh, unnecessary CG in films. 
based on Superman's moustache <laughs> and um, us talking about water We might have had films. Superman's moustache on his ass. That's <laughs> how they covered it up. <laughs> yeah, that makes perfect sense. So I'm going to say that's false. I think toilet paper as well. It's very, very you to have said that. Um because you like toilet humour. But You're what if you just thought, I've got a great idea for this thing. I'm going to pull my pants down. And then he just halfway down thought, oh no. I haven't been <laughs> for a shower today. And I've been haphazard with my wipe. Oh God, this is going to cost a whole bunch in CG. <laughs> I mean, if it had happened, they would have just said, right, do it again. None of this funny business. <laughs> go, and have a, go and have a shower. Here's some baby wipes. No, just Pierce, pull your trousers up. We'll him. do it again, and don't pull your trousers down this time. <laughs> so I'm going to say it's false. The okay. the other observation I had was uh, you keep referring to Mamma Mia as Mama Mia, <laughs> like just like Mama <laughs> used to make. <laughs> okay. Okay. Mama Mia. Uh, Mama um, Mia. You're correct. It, it's false. Okay. Okay. Great. <sighs> Next question. Clash of the Titans, nineteen eighty one. Okay, okay, like big, you know, Greek epic. Obviously, you know, based on actual things that actually happened. Uh, None uh, of it was filmed in Greece. True or false? I'm going to say true. You're correct. None of it. In fact, none of it was filmed in Greece at all. You had Malta. You had Spain. You had Cornwall. But none of it was filmed in Greece. Amazing stuff. Ollie's amazing fact. <laughs> okay, same same question again, but now for Clash of the Titans 2010, 20k10. I think none of it was... I think it could have all been filmed in Greece, but in a building that they later CG'd to look like ancient Greece. <laughs> I mean, it was mostly CG, wasn't it? I think maybe it's false in regards to this one. It's actually true. None of it was filmed in Greece again. So okay. pretty much the same places, but you got Wales this time uh, standing in for Greece. And also <laughs> right. some of it was filmed in Surrey at Long Cross Studios. And then in brackets here, it says Argos. So, I mean, right. I can't remember that bit in the film where, you know, where he's waiting little, for... Little pens. Yeah, little pe- he's got a little pen. He's like writing the number down. I can't remember that bit, but uh, I mean, it wasn't very good. So is that is that correct, sir? That size eleven thong sandals. Um, yep. Yeah, uh, the winged correct. winged sandals, please. Yeah. Uh, okay. No, I didn't remember that bit either. But I'm also surprised that you know, like I thought maybe the older film, maybe it was a kind of cost prohibitive thing to go and film, like maybe a UK or American production in Greece. But this day and age, you just get a flight over to Greece, no problem. Get everyone over there. Um, but exactly. no, get the boys. Surprising. Over there. I mean, these these facts, Ollie. I don't know. I'm learning something every couple of minutes on this podcast. Every <laughs> every couple of minutes, I'm just gaining knowledge <laughs> I previously didn't want. Knowledge. Game. Okay. Next next question. True or false? There is a porno called Clash. Of the tight buns. I mean, if there is, it's disappointing. It's a disappointing pun. <laughs> what would you? I mean, if you were to have a porno on Clash of the Titans, what? I mean, what would you go for instead? I mean, have you got? I mean, it's got 
tit in the title. I mean, can you can you extract that and make something of it? Yeah, I think you can. Or, I mean, what what are you going for? Smash of the I don't know. No, ga- gash of the Titans, mate. <laughs> gash. Of the t- okay. Uh, no, I made it up, Ian. You okay. Can- surprised to find out I made it up okay. so uh, okay. you are correct it is false there is no porno called Clash of the Tight Buns <laughs> how would that one work what do you think the content of that one is Ollie is it one set of buns uh, no is it... probably that's just a good point <laughs> is it more than more than one of... person's set of buns hitting against one another or is it just one person. I think that's, that's left the visual. Right yeah, that's the visual. Yeah, okay. uh, two two sets of tight buns clashing against each other is the visual that I've got for for this one. Okay, can't wait to see. Really the loud, start. like kind of <laughs> kind of sound effects. Okay, cool. Pretty good. Bit wetter. <laughs> yeah. Okay, <laughs> final one. You've got Sloppy. one more question. Yeah. Are you ready? Uh-huh. Captain Corelli's Mandolin was directed by John Madden. The same okay. John Madden we know and love from the NFL video <laughs> games. True or false? Um, I, <laughs> I wish it were true. Because the, the idea of... Um, Please make it be true. <laughs> I wish it were true if uh, Nick, Nick Cage and Penelope Cruz were being directed by John Madden. Um, that would be great, but with like loads well. of loads of like uh, American football formations on, but instead of like acting direction, yeah, and then like an like put post post analysis on like the big kiss at the end, like he's going in for him, <laughs> boom, he hit it, boom. <laughs> um, yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, you it you were correct. It is more bullshit made up by me. Great, cool. That in a way that's hey, learning so, I mean, as well. Done pretty well. Like it's it's something that didn't need to be learned before you thought it up, but learning that what you made up isn't true is learning in a way as well. Exactly. So you've you you're kind of learning for next time of the kind of stuff that I come out come out with. That'll learn you. Okay, cool. Should we do life scores? Live score. How are you? Live score. I'm fine. Thank you. Live score. Out of 10. Live score. Pro- probably like a, a four. So, Ian, how's your life? Pretty good. Um, I'm feeling a little bit ill, but besides that, I'm, I'm pretty good overall. I mean, New Year, lots of. It's a time of opportunity, and uh, you can see springs just right around the corner. Things are good, but I do have a little bit of a cold, which is a bollock. Um, I've watched a couple of films recently. I saw Raw yesterday, and I wish I'd seen it in time for us to do our end of year um, rewards as opposed to awards, um, because it Why? it probably jumps up into like the sort of top five or so films from last year. Definitely like one of the better horror films from last year. I would highly really? recommend. Tell me it a little bit about it. What's what's it about? So here's here's the the official synopsis um, of the recent DVD that Ian's watched. Um, when a young vegetarian undergoes a carnivorous hazing ritual at a veterinary school, an unbidden taste for meat begins to grow in her. 
Um, so basically, girl goes off to veterinary school. She's sort of grown up a vegetarian all her life, and then suddenly, um, raw raw meat urges start to strike, and um, yeah, things things go a little bit crazy. Uh, I've got some facts about How this crazy. actually. Well, here's the thing: I don't know anyone. <sighs> I know people that would probably just not watch something, but I don't know anyone that could fall into this category of people, right? So it says here, at a screening at Gothenburg Film Festival, several attendants in the audience fainted and vomited. Over 30 people left the cinema prematurely, and they had to take a break in the middle of the movie due to all the turmoil. Premature evacuation. Very good. Uh, There's no no way way I could have pre-written that one. That is good, yeah. Ollie didn't know I was going to talk about Raw. So, uh, yeah, I just don't know anyone that's actually like that, like that's so squeamish about things. Um, It is pretty full on. Like, I'll. I'll What's the worst bit? What's Ian's worst bit? Well, there's another. um, This is not the worst bit. There are a number of other, like, sort of really dark bits in it. But um, similarly to last week when we talked about the um, removed peni from. Uh, people across various films there was uh, a, an anecdote that we talked about from Teeth where the penis and its piercing were made from sugar so that the dog could eat it um, similarly in this um, the main actress eats some raw chicken um, and it's actually sugar right. as well um, so so that she really? didn't okay. ki- kill herself so it seems like it's possible to make like very sort of jelly-like substances from, from chicken. Quite realistic. It look, definitely looked like a chicken breast when she was wolfing it down. Um, but yeah, it's it's quite gross in a lot of different places, but I'd recommend people watch it. I've also got um, The Leveling and The Transfiguration, two films that I've heard are pretty good. I'm going to watch them soon, ones I missed last year. And then I bought It Comes okay. at Night on DVD because... On Blu-ray, sorry. Blu-ray! Blu-ray. Um, yeah. Because uh, I liked it enough at the cinema that I thought I'll give it another go. And it's got some director's features and stuff. So overall, pretty good. I've watched Black Mirror as well. Black Mirror. Okay, how's that? I liked it, but you know like you know how you can get nitpicky about uh, stuff that's obviously great? Like Black Mirror, I would say, is like in the upper echelons of like the quality of TV that's out there at the moment. So like saying anything negative about it is really just like in comparison to the stuff that's come before. So, be like, mm, yeah, this episode wasn't really as good as some of the older stuff. Well, the thing that I always, I always kind of go like, oh, what if Bluetooth headphones went bad? So do you, you're That's just like not, you're just not into it at all. I find it so dark and so difficult to watch that I'm never in the frame of mind to sit down and be depressed enough to to watch it. I always find that it's. You know, it's Charlie Brooker always going, <laughs> you know, when you're sitting down in front of a computer, what if it's actually rotting your brain? Or what if it's turning you into a murderer? Or what if everything you're thinking is stored on a hoover somewhere and the hoover goes bad and starts sucking people? It's like, I just, I just don't know whether I've ever got the frame of mind to sit down and, and get into that kind of depressive state. Okay. If that makes sense. Suppose, maybe you just thinking about it too much but sure no I mean my only feedback on the last series is um, it's more removed from like relatable things that I think it's uh, like 
it, it's a little bit more of a stretch of your imagination to see like they're full sci-fi at this point like they're beyond just sort of the extension of something that we're kind of seeing the start of now a lot of them are a bit more of a leap from like current uh, tech yeah. but I mean it's good overall I think you would quite like an episode called Metalhead which is um, a little bit Termina- Terminator based um, it's nothing yeah. to do with um, the style of rock music metal I'm not saying that because it's you I'm saying I think you'd like it for yeah. the episode I think it's something that okay. you would call Killer Okay, um, I'll watch it. Yeah. I will. Okay, that's me. I'm an eight point five on account of the cold. I think. What about you, Ollie? Ask, oh, thank you. I thought I thought you were gonna. I, th- I was waiting for you to ask me because it would be polite to do so. Right, um, hurry up, hurry I'm up. Right. Anyway, right, hurry up. Yeah, I'm. I'm fine. Um, Good. I have this morning uh, got up at half six. Um, bit bit too early. It was a bit earlier than I wanted to get up, but I got up anyway. Uh, so I went downstairs and I played a little bit of Assassin's Creed Origins, which is a game, and that's a little bit of a, a weird future one, isn't it? Because you know, all that kind of stuff, uh, and that's quite good. And then I went for a big long run for about an hour and a half because I'm training for the Coventry half marathon. Oh mate, I'm I'm determined to do it quicker than I did last year, which I think I did it in about one hour fifty eight last year, something like that, just under two hours. When I did it last year, I didn't I didn't really train at all. I, I just kind of was doing my normal sort of circuit training and did the odd run here and there. But now I've got a training plan. I'm sticking to it. I'm getting up. I'm doing the long runs. I'm doing the intervals. I'm doing the fart legs. The, the what? Um, sorry, like hill runs. It's called fart leg. So basically, <laughs> you run for about forty minutes uh-huh. at sort of varying intensities, from uh, walking to full out sprinting to a light jog to a steady run, and you just alternate it. So it, it's just like a kind of randomised intensity. So it just kind of gets you used to when you're doing a proper race, like the different kind of hills and uh, inclines and declines and overtaking maneuvers that you might need to make i guess it's just conditioning you to uh run at different paces but so i'm doing i am actually doing proper running training but i did park run on saturday and i i did my slowest time ever so i was actually about three and a half minutes off what my personal best is but i i put that down to a lot of there was a lot of people there right and there was a lot of people with push chairs and dogs I just couldn't get past so pushed you you know I just feel yeah they were pushing wheels around in push chairs but running but running yeah and they were just taking up like hella path and I just couldn't get past them so that sounds a little bit like inclusivity gone wild sounds a little bit like an episode of Black Mirror doesn't it what people with prams running not really yeah what if what if people with prams got in your way all the time kind of yeah it's like the um yeah you know the baby screenings you get cinemas yeah like it's like if you if you kind of imagine like a late night cinema screening for for just a standard movie just being filled up with sort of baby screening people by way of like sort of ticket mismanagement by this like the cinema (laughs) oh crap we've done the the baby screening thing and like nobody else can hear what's going on 
Um, exactly. Anyway. And it's a dialogue heavy film as well. So yeah, after that, I went and did some yoga. So I'm so chilled out right now. Uh, and finally, last night I watched uh, with Mandy, girlfriend of the podcast, um, Submarine by Richard Ayoade. Okay, what did you think? Well, I think I still prefer Crimson Tide. <laughs> right. Funny. That's a pre-written joke. That is my pre-written joke, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Shall we move on? Deep dive. Deep dive on Gerard Butler. Think I'll probably double check that. Okay. Um quick question. Okay. Just to kick us off. Um, what would be a good movie for Owen Wilson and Gerard Butler to work on together? Have you got well, an idea? Like, how could they be paired? What type of thing would you kind of see them doing together on screen? Playing tennis. Now, this is a this is a really difficult question because their kind of trajectory is almost the same. So they've kind of done the like rom com aspects. They've 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 been the kind of your main swoonsome man in a in a rom-com yeah but they've also done the action thing now they've both done the action thing so I don't know maybe I'd put them in in some kind of romantic Romantic action action film romantic action yeah with two guys which is fine but you don't get enough of that so I'm saying pair them up together and have a a kind of like you'd have Goldie Horn and another person back in the 80s have Owen Wilson and Gerard Butler as a as an odd mismatch couple that eventually you know start to love each other by the end of it flirtatious gunplay flirtatious gun gunplay like yeah yeah exactly okay. yeah that kind of thing that's what i that's what i would go for okay cool i was actually wondering whether or not they'd done anything together before um but it looks like they haven't but one thing i did find was a picture on google images uh, which has jared butler and owen wilson and uh, the caption was that they had a beautiful love child that became the Prime Minister of Canada. Um, and alongside them is a picture of Justin Trudeau. So I'll post that picture and people can have a look at just how it essentially looks like a Photoshop of the two people thrown together. And uh, in particular, like he does look a lot like Owen Wilson. But um, yeah, I mean, you can imagine that in your mind as well. Imagine a genetic splicing of Jared so Butler and Owen Wilson became the Prime Minister of Canada. <laughs> Don't have to imagine. Who, who would you happen. rather spend 24 hours with, Gerard Butler or Owen Wilson? I'm going to have to say Owen Wilson. I think there would be a lot of humour in staying with Gerard Butler, but I, there's enough about him that I dislike that... <laughs> I, just, oh. I mean, I've, I, I, there's, there's only stuff that I like about Owen Wilson. Um, okay. But there's enough stuff, especially because of the films that he's made about Gerard Butler, that he just right. yeah, couldn't stand to pretend to... You know, if you were with a celebrity, you would be like, mate, you know that shit film you made? <laughs> I, I, I don't think I can keep up the pretense with him long enough that I just loved everything that he'd done. Yeah. Ian, I've got a little surprise for wow. you. Okay. Surprise me. The, surpri- the surprise is, is that I have actually had... Believe it or not, relations with, with that woman. I've re- oh, okay. I have, I have recorded it, and it is available to play now for you to listen. Really? To. 
You've had yep. an interview with Gerard Butler. With famous celebrity, Scottish celebrity, Gerard Butler. Okay, I'm going to have a listen then. Born November the 19th in 1969 in Paisley, Scotland. Okay. Shall I have a listen? Six foot two. Yeah, please. <laughs> Six foot two. I mean, it's absolutely amazing to have such uh, a famous, massive star here, even though we're uh, somewhat of a rather small podcast. <laughs> You're brilliant, though. Thanks for uh, for saying that. I mean, I mean, you've you've obviously listened, and you know, uh, what do you think to Ian? This guy is great. Well, that's uh, you know, I'm sure he'll be happy to hear that, even though it might go to his head somewhat, and he might uh, start acting up. Uh, do you often find that people act up in in your company? Most people, it's it's not like that, and if they do, I quickly knock it out of them. Well, I'm I'm not trying to start a, a fight. Well, you're a pretty delicate. Uh, well, uh, okay. Shall I mean should we just move on? Okay. So uh, I just wanted to ask you now that we've uh, gone fully into 2018. Um, do you have anything from 2017 that you were most proud of? Um, oh, God, I, I don't know. My, oh, I helped build a shed. Oh, hold on a minute. I, I, you shouldn't be talking about uh, my shed. I mean... Oh, come on. Well, no, I'm serious. Uh, you know, that's between me and you. I appreciate you. What? No, look, I, I do appreciate your help with building the shed and you know especially like all the advice you give me like you'd say things like put that bit of better wood there without your expert advice and shed making skills i'd probably still be you know under the stairs what well yeah i mean that's where i'd go uh you know pre-shed ah right i I mean the other thing is that ian seems to be so interested in my shed that part of me thinks that um like he may have been uh contacting you for your shed making skills for himself i mean is is that true? Yeah! Go on. For weeks he was texting me, and then I had this more break crash, and I screwed up my hands, and I'm like, dude, I should have taken the gloves. Um, I'm really sorry to hear about the accident. Um, just out of interest, um, when you were in my uh, shed, what were your favourite pictures uh, that I had up on the wall? Can you, can you tell me which one you, which ones your favourites were? Oh no, I don't think, because I'm terrible with, me- I've got no recall, especially when I'm jet lagged. Oh, oh come on, you have a good thing, you must have a favourite, I mean you were in there for long enough. It's um, Miley Cyrus or uh, Britney Spears. Okay. Interesting. Taylor Swift. I knew it, that's why it's gone missing, you took it didn't you? You're lying! Uh, no I'm not, you're the only other person that's been in there, so Tell me now, did you take the picture? Yes. Well, I'm just glad that you can admit it. Um, I mean, what do you think about the overall vibe inside the shed? How would you sum it up? Terrifying, terrible. Terrifying and terrible is definitely the kind of vibe that I'm going for. Um, I mean, if I was to uh, offer, extend an invite to you again, would you Would you accept? Uh, I'd love to be invited. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Invite me! Oh, yeah. I certainly will. Um, Again, thanks for all the help uh, building the shed. Um, Back to uh, Ian and me. (laughs) What do you reckon? I mean, we didn't really talk about many of his his projects, but um, we we certainly spoke about one of his his projects last year. Yeah, I mean, when am I getting my invite into your shed? (laughs) Well, it seems like you're uh, contacting him for your own one. No, I mean, I've just been asking him. I've just been... 
asking the question here and there, but I didn't know that you were heavily involved with Butler at all. And then to sort of find out that one of his sort of most proud moments from 2017 is building your shed in Coventry, that's a big surprise to me. And the fact that you've probably both been in a proximity to one another with raging semis is a little bit weird. Um, and also, like, have you never, have, I mean, have you never invited Mandy into the shed? She must be around your house quite a lot. How have you been able to sort of just keep her out of the shed? It's got a big sign on the door saying cool guys only, so... Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's actually got a swipe card you have to get in. Fine. Well, yeah, he's been telling me a bit about the sort of structure and stuff like that uh, for me to build my own shed and, like, potentially if I needed to destroy sheds or, you know, anything like that. I've just got the information, (laughs) so... Okay. Uh, You know got the data so that's i mean that's that's a bit of a coup to be honest and it's nice that he sort of said uh you know he he liked me so yeah great great work i didn't i didn't expect that i didn't know that we would have that interview well there you go you we've had it uh it's there and it definitely did happen so let's move on let's move away from that and onto the trademarks of gerald butler so these are the these are five trademarks uh, that we've got from IMDb. So I, I do all my research on IMDb. Uh, regular viewers will know even, that I do everything on there. Even for like sort of work-based research and training and stuff. Um, you know, like yeah. in, in sort of games, audio recording, you're, you're on IMDb for that research as well. Everything, all of it. Yeah, exactly. Everything. Okay. Half marathon uh, training, I'm on IMDb. I've got it all on there. Great. Pretty cool. Okay, so Gerard Butler often portrays men facing difficult situations. <laughs> Maybe like build, building a shed or something like that. Yeah, yeah, pretty good. He also he also builds okay. things with his hands and out of wood in the movie that I saw, which is Machine Gun Preacher. But we'll talk about that in a little bit. Okay. What are some of his other um... tall and muscular body? He's got a tall body. Unfortunate that his <laughs> hey, head and legs are short. Yeah, uh, greenish blue eyes, <laughs> greenish blue eyes, and light brown hair. I love that. That's I love that. That's a trademark. <laughs> well, he's got a round shaped face. No, just that. Like he's neither got green or blue eyes. They're just greenish blue, but it's yeah. still a trademark. Greenish blue, and he's got gravelly and authoritative voice. Absolutely. Would you agree? L'Oreal for man. Oh, that was a little bit more Liam Neeson, actually. So uh, so where do you want to go from here? Now we know his height. Uh, we know his best bit of 2017. Yeah. Uh, his nickname is Jerry, by the way. He likes to be called Jerry. Well, I, I, we had, a, I had a bit of info marks. about that. So, like, he, he gets called Jerry. It says here he prefers to be called Jerry. He does this because okay. he notices, uh, notices that many people, brackets, especially Americans, struggle to pronounce Gerard. And then there's a separate, okay. completely separate point that said his name is not pronounced like the typical Gerard with a long A. Uh, and Sorry, with a long A. Ger is pronounced like chair with the ard sounding like erd. It is pronounced like chair-erd. Chair-erd. Yeah, chair-erd. So hey, no, chair no wonder he's fucking dealing with like nicknames if he's changed the pronunciation of Gerard from like the standard. I don't think I've ever heard him referred to as Jerry in any um, in any form ever, other than IMDb. Have you? People don't say Jerry Butler. 
No. I'm a Jerry but they don't Butler. say chair Butler either. chair No, they don't. It's funny. I think he's got name no. issues. I think he's got hang-ups okay. about his own name. He graduated from Glasgow University with a law degree, so he not only is he, he's got a tall, muscular body, he's clever as well. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's pretty I mean, good. I mean, I haven't got one of those. Well, I mean, I, he didn't get the law degree because you have to you have to work at a firm and and complete it in work. And apparently, he was fired the last week before he was meant to finish it. Uh, probably because oh, he's what? a bloody live wire. It's off his head. Or he <laughs> was up until he was twenty seven, when he stopped drinking because okay. of a crazy night out. Um, he's just well, off, uh, off can you head. tell me about that crazy night out was it with you or no it's, it says that he was somewhere in London with two sisters that he knew from back in Scotland and he woke up the next day and he just contemplated life and uh, then he went to a bar and he went to drink a beer to, to kind of get his head straight uh-huh. apparently and he couldn't drink a sip yeah. made him feel sick hair of the dog really? yeah but I think that was his last sip so uh, there you go. Have you have you ever had a time where that's happened, where you've, you know, gone to take a sip of your beer and it just you couldn't do it? Probably around Christmas time, after three heavy nights out, I was at my sister's and I was offered a drink and I went, you know what, I'm not up for that. I've been on holiday with you now, maybe three or four times. I think it's probably four times, and I've never seen you have an issue with having a seven a.m. Beer. beer at the airport. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. There's some, there's some sort of like um, weird logic that since you're not yet back on UK soil, you must continue to try and get as much <laughs> yeah. out of the holiday as possible. Um, so yeah. <laughs> okay. Latte is just not going to do it. It just won't cut it. Um, I've got a couple of little okay. bits here. So that I've got some quotes, right? Here's a Scottish-based okay. quote. So he says, In Scotland, I'm just like a lot of other guys. Shall I do it in his voice? In Scotland, yeah. I'm just like a lot of other guys. But in America, I'm seen as very strong, sort of masculine guy. I don't think that's true. Is that true. his voice? Is that his voice, though? No, not really. What? what? I built a shed! <laughs> I've built... A- no. <laughs> um, I mean, that's... I don't more. think that's necessarily true. Like, my my knowledge of Scotland is that because I think he's basically talking about it to okay. some American, suggesting like all Scotsmen are like the guy in the Scots porridge oats thing, where they're all huge like behemoths. Yeah, and they're all at the Highland Games tossing cabers. Yeah, when in actual fact, like most of them are just kind of drinking pints and kind of overweight. Um, he's like, oh yeah, in right. Scotland I'm just like any other guy, but in America I'm seen as strong and masculine. But one thing I thought based on that, um, so. I I've recently um I've purchased uh, a twenty four pack of Iron Brew. Wow, great! <laughs> go hard or go home. So here's the reason why I heard that it's gone from eight grams of sugar to four grams of sugar because of um, tax reg- regulations around sugar, and they're claiming that it's always okay. going to taste the same, um, but it just won't. So I I thought I'd get some for posterity and I'll put them in a safe somewhere. I'll probably drink like twenty three of okay. them. But um, anyway, uh, I just kind of I kind of think that the the average Scottish bloke probably drinks more Iron Brew than they do reps trying to get into three hundred shape. But I did wonder, like, <laughs> would, 
Like, I mean, and actually there's a lot to say about him getting into 300 shape. I think he, his his idea of what the average Scotsman is, I think, is a little bit sort of accelerated. Um, but uh, I just wonder what maybe um, Gerard Butler thinks of the whole Iron Brew scenario, because yeah! I think um, he, even though he's been out of Scotland for a long time, he, I, I think he would still be we could, uh, hurt that they're reducing him. it. Yeah, let's tweet him and see what he thinks about... Um, how they're reducing the sugar amount because I think that's that's something that a lot of people in Scotland will care about it's your heritage <laughs> uh, the last time I got this much iron brew was when I had shingles and a friend of the podcast Pete Cater sent me a pack of 24 to my house um, do you remember nice. what you got me when I had shingles Ali? hmm no. <laughs> yeah I don't remember either was it it was nothing wasn't it yeah yeah. Oh well, move on, I suppose. Uh, yeah, let's get in touch We're with Gerard. About... You've got a good line to Gerard, so let's see. Um, yeah. Let's see what he says about the Aaron Bruce scenario. Or fiasco. Uh, I mean, talking about like vices and and bad things and and that. Uh, so it says here that he's constantly trying to quit smoking, employing the use of hypnotism, patches, lasers. <laughs> And most general methods. He did quit smoking for six months while filming 300, but okay. started again towards the end of filming. I mean, how, well, how do lasers stop you smoking? They zap them out of your hands. <laughs> um, I don't well, know. Maybe there's someone following you around with like a laser gun. And if you try <laughs> and start a, a cigarette, they shoot you in the eye with it. So Start a cigarette. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, like a car engine <laughs> no I don't know maybe like they just point like a laser sight at your head like from a sort of sniper rifle every time um, and then people okay. around you go <gasps> oh yeah that's a, yeah, a little dot appears on yeah. your chest yeah, yeah. Like that. I don't know okay. it's a bit of a weird technique I suppose it's a bit out there but then he is in Hollywood so you never know what goes on with that lot Okay, so shall we talk a little bit about um, the films he's been involved in? Exactly, we should, definitely should do that. One of For, the first that he was he was involved with yeah. uh, was actually Tomorrow Never Dies. Did you know that? No, I didn't. Interesting that you should bring that up because I had a question about that. Um, but carry on. Uh, he was he played leading seaman. What is that? A man at sea? Yeah, well, it's just a man on the boat, isn't it? Okay. Do you remember the sequence that that was a part of? So it was in Tomorrow Never Dies. So was that? Did they have the uh, the big mad intro? That was it, like Thames based. Yeah, and he, he gets on top of the uh, the Millennium Dome. Millennium Dome. Yeah, so yeah, it would have been it would have been at some point on that. So my my question was: um, there's a fact here that says he was once rumored to be the next James Bond after Piers Brosnan, um, and I was going to say Ollie. What do you think about that? Probably all right, I, I guess. I mean, I mean you're you're I, not a big I, Bond guy. Yeah, so ultimately, I don't I don't really care about that at all. But I think um, you can have nuanced, sort of like well trained actors playing James Bond, but you cannot. Like, I mean, the role doesn't really demand it, um, and I think probably. No. Jared Butler would have grown into the role pretty well. I actually think he might have done a pretty yeah. good job. And also, having the Scottish background 
is one of those things that like they they sort of allude to in a lot of the James Bonds. Like he's a British agent, but he's got like this family connection to this sort of Scottish up in the Highlands. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And also, of course, like sort of Sean Connery and stuff like that playing in previously. So I think there's like a sort of it's a good tie in there. I think he would have been all right. Okay, what was what was the first so. What was the first one that you saw? Or what's the first one you want to chat about, I suppose? Dracula 2000. Also known as Dracula 2001. Also known as Dracula 2002, depending on when it got released. It's so fucking weird. Yeah, okay. It is, isn't it? Do you want the official synopsis? I've talked about this one in a previous podcast, but I don't recall which one. Um, but let's go into it. Okay. Let's get the official synopsis on. The official synopsis! A group of thieves break into a chamber expecting to find paintings, but instead they release the Count himself, who travels to New Orleans to find his nemesis's daughter, Mary Van Helsing. Have you seen it? <sighs> I, I, I did some intense trailer watching last night. I mean, it's okay. not... Look... When this film came out, it was... So it's a Wes Craven-produced film, and it got roundly panned when it came out. So there was no reason for me to go and watch it. But yeah, so it stars Gerard and also Christopher Plummer, who... Uh, well, I mean, I imagine he was replacing Kevin Spacey at the last minute. Um, mm. But, I mean, it does look pretty... pretty ropey. Have you I've seen, seen it? it? Yeah, I've seen it. It's pretty bad. There's lots of fun gore and like, I think this was one of the ones where we talked about the implied sexual stuff in it, like people going underneath bubbles in a bath and stuff like that and sort of simulating oral sex. Um, well, I've, I have actually got some here. Uh, you've got some, some oral sex, sex there. Oh, I'm no, no, sex no, no, some sex in. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So a woman tells a man she can see the outline of his penis through his pants. You've talked about that one before. <laughs> we're we're tre- retreading old crotch uh, outlines here. <laughs> okay, but I've got some blood and gore and okay. some uh, swearing. That I've, I want I want I want to talk about. So two men are killed with traps, with bloody results. A okay. man bites a woman in the neck, and I just want you to have a think about the English there. <laughs> Yep. A man bites a woman in the neck. Okay. Not on the neck or bites the neck, but he bites a woman in the neck. Feels uh, good. A man cuts off a woman's head with a pair of scissors. Yeah. And I've got one more question for you. Can you think or guess two bands on the Dracula 2000 soundtrack. It's annoying because I'm getting... Com- well, I-, I would be saying stuff like um, Korn and um, Linkin okay. Park and stuff like that, but the thing is, uh, Queen of the Damned came out around the same time, and I know for a fact well, that they were... Well, you're right. Linkin that. Park is one. Okay. Um, so, can you... One more? Static X. <laughs> Yeah, correct. Well done. You've absolutely smashed it. Okay, cool. I think there's a fair bit of crossover there with uh, Queen Queen of the Damned. Cool. Nice one. So, uh, moving on. Um, Machine Gun Preacher. Shall I tell you a little bit about that? Sure. 
Okay, just give me Wish one second. Let's get the, just want to go and watch it. <laughs> um, I'm going to need to watch that. Okay, um, the official synopsis, Ollie, here it comes. Um, the official synopsis! Despite having a poster that makes it look like it's just fucking garbage, and it's got a really stupid name, um, it's actually a relatively serious film. So the official synopsis is, based on a true story, Sam Childers is a former drug-dealing biker tough guy who found God and became a crusader for hundreds of Sudanese children who've been forced to become soldiers. So it's basically got like this um, almost brass eye level storyline of like ex, you know, the, the Peter Geddon episode of Brass Eye where it was like the ex-pedophile yeah. becomes like the killer of pedophiles and they don't deserve right. punishment. They deserve gunishment. Um, this ex-bad guy who used to go around like kind of drug dealing, stealing, killing, uh, found God and now like brings God to Sudan with like gun based vengeance. Um, th- it's a bit of a tricky one. Like it's interesting in the vengeance, <laughs> gungeons, <laughs> guns. Yeah. He just drops guns on people. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's a serious subject, but he as an actor still comes across as a little bit of an idiot. Um, when you see pictures of <laughs> um, when you see pictures of him with the real life guy, the real life guy is a lot more dog the bounty hunter, sort of like haggard, like sort of out of shape, rough and tumble sort of tough guy. Um, and uh, a lot of this is just. I guess Jared Butler. Jared Butler is also cited as exec producer in the intro. I know there are a lot of exec producers appear in the credits, but he is in one of those credits. So kind of makes me think like a lot of this is sort of vanity project. Um, there's a lot of stark music at the very beginning. There's a sort of intro that shows you like some horrible things going on in Sudan where basically like families are being okay. torn apart and like sort of... Um, like sort of conflict is going on where there's like um, rebels and then like sort of government soldiers and a variety of other people all in various different sort of uh, scenarios but ultimately kids and mothers being like sort of pulled out of their houses and threatened and forced to do horrible things and then it cuts back to the US and there's this big build up with um, him being released from prison stark music like you've just seen this terrible thing go on in Sudan Uh, and he walks slowly towards what's basically the sort of like checkout room where he's picking up the stuff that he had taken off him when he went into the prison so his old clothes and stuff like that and the first thing he says yeah. to the prison guard is y'all go fuck yourselves now okay what and then walks away as if he's some like fucking total badass like it's just I think he's playing out his Terminator based um sort of fantasies in this like he jumps on a motorbike with like shades on and just drives off into the, the distance like Arnie yeah, the wrong film. Yeah, I don't know. There's there's a lot of cringiness in this. I did get through quite a lot of it. I thought I was going to put it off. I got through quite a lot. And then I put it off 10 minutes before the end because it kept bouncing back and forth. Like he, he became good and became preachy and sort of started building things for the better of like the, the kids in Sudan. And then he kind of falls back into his old ways and then he goes, and it just, you know, just became annoying and I put it off and watched some Black Mirror instead. Okay. But, uh, yeah, he... 
he wears a wolf t-shirt at some point. I thought you might quite like that. He's into he's into cut off t-shirts in this. Oh yeah, you get the arms cut off. Yeah, with a leather no, with a leather waistcoat over the top. Not right now. <laughs> um, actually, there's a really good scene where um, he's on his motorbike, and it's got those huge big handlebars that go up above people's heads. Um, and he's got his arms on the handlebars and the camera just follows him as he drives in his shades but because he's got these cut off arms no, not cut off arms cut off sleeveless shirt he's got his arms cut off <laughs> how's, he, how's he steering he's the just bike? he's balancing just with his fingers that are coming out of stump wait his arms just jiggle massively in the wind and it remains on him for a good 10 seconds and the thing is, this is like a fit guy. Like you know, he's like got like great arms anyway. But for some reason, it's just still hilarious looking at his arms jiggle while he's on this motorbike. <laughs> uh, so if anyone wants to see some jiggly arms, check out Machine Gun Preacher. Otherwise, I would say it's about half an hour too long. Uh, maybe a bit longer. In fact, it's about I think it's almost three hours. No good for a okay. Jared Butler film. I don't think. What's next for you, Ollie? This is one that I really—I actually really want to see now that I've uh, been doing the research because I think it, it looks pretty good. Actually, is Phantom of the Opera. So I've been having a little listen to the soundtrack today, and he's actually uh, got a, a, a fair pair of pipes on him, even with all that smoking. So I'll give you the official synopsis. Yeah, even with all that smoking, he can still belt out a tune. Maybe that's maybe that's with the help of lasers. The official synopsis. A young soprano becomes the obsession of a disfigured musical genius who lives beneath the Paris Opera House. He kidnaps the soprano and forces the owners of the play to keep her as the lead role. Uh, Directed by Joel Schumacher and the tagline is The waiting is over, let the fantasy begin. Which is also what he said to me when my my shed was built. Okay, it's good. Is that a pre-written joke as well? It wasn't. I literally just uh, thought about it as I was as reading the tagline. Um, oh, but it, it looks quite good. I mean, it's Joel Schumacher, so it's quite it's quite campy. Um, mm. But you know, it's also an Andrew Lloyd Webber production, so you know, two X campy. Like reading the reviews, people seem to be obsessed by it. They love it. Wow. Okay, can we hear one of those reviews? <laughs> I haven't. I haven't got. I mean, I've just got some comments off the the official trailer. This is okay. my favourite movie of all time. Musical. Okay. I can't get enough of Phantom. Okay. I love this movie, and Gerard Butler is truly brilliant. Gerard is a great singer, in my opinion. It's all natural talent, as opposed to so unnatural talent. Some people, yeah. So some people really, you know propping him up there because they knew that he only had four singing lessons before you know uh, before doing it but it says here in some of these other facts that I've looked at that uh, he was in a band called Speed when he was younger and he, he used to sing for them when he was back in Scotland yeah, during he, his he, uh, uh, s- lawyer days if he sang below 60 decibels then the whole venue would blow up <laughs> yeah <laughs> Uh, it says here that um, he cried while talking about the Phantom's loneliness 
to the Phantom of the Opera director, Joel Schumacher. He's a sensitive soul. He's a sensitive lad, isn't he? Um, similarly to his uh, singing sort of thing, it also says he's had no formal acting training. I mean, I, th- I think actually that's relatively clear. Oh, here we go. <laughs> 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 right. Anyway, moving on. I want to see it anyway. I think it looks. I think it looks pretty decent. It, it looks better than uh, I thought. And actually, I've really enjoyed listening to the soundtrack as well. It's well, kind of. You know, they keep dropping the da 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 like every single track on this on the album so far. They literally just drop that in at some point. <laughs> Okay. It take, even even like the nice like love song it's right at the end of it it's like da 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 so I good. get it it's a good it's a good bit of music but sometimes they like really slow it down so it's quite heavy as well so it's pretty good it's well it's it's, it's the kind of thing that oh, I like anyway um, so arguably one of his biggest roles was playing King Leonidas of Sparta in 300 Okay. What did you make of that one? I was I was pretty disappointed when I saw it because I was I was a fan of the graphic novel, um, and when I saw the film, you know what? I just I just wasn't up for it. Now it was three hundred before or after Sin City. I think it was after, wasn't it? With knowledge. I feel it's before. I'm putting you on the knowledge spot. I think. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think that's a new segment. We should do the knowledge spot. Um, where we ask a random question okay. out of nowhere. Um, anyway, my point was going to be like visually, it kind of had like a cool look to it. But I think a lot there's a weirdness to the pacing of a lot of it, where like see, that was it. Scenes would like sort of like camera moves would like come up over the edge of some cliffs with a bunch of guys standing there, and like it would be really sweeping dramatic camera stuff with some sort of music and stuff, and it would arrive at them. Yeah, and nothing would happen for a, a moment or two. And then somebody would start and then you'd speaking. Have like a bit of EastEnders, yeah, like kind of EastEnders level kind of relationship drama. If you leave me now to go and fight at that gate, then you're never going to be working in the laundry again. Yeah, that kind of thing. That kind of thing, exactly. Yeah, it's a bit of a weird one. I don't really want to talk an awful lot about his his physical appearance in this one, but I think he does because <laughs> looking through his quotes, <laughs> yeah. Looking through his quotes, I've got a lot of stuff here that I found funny. And then I went through to the bottom of it, and the last sort of like a sustained number of like probably like 15 or so of the quotes at the tail end of the list of quotes from him uh, are prefixed with a sort of bracket. It was actually an eight pack. (laughs) Yeah, stuff like that. Um, But they're all prefixed with like these square brackets. Uh, Like, for example, there's one here about when he goes home for Christmas, and in the square brackets it says, on his family back home in Scotland. For all the ones at the bottom of the list, it says on his physical or physique during three hundred, and like, oh, like he's got so much to say about how he got there, um, how he wanted to show it off when he had it, and it just kind of speaks volumes about like half of the things that he's known to have said publicly are to do with the shape that he got into for this one film that happened more than ten years ago. Um, so yeah. you know. Uh, but I mean, he did look yeah. good. Um, so yeah. why not flaunt yeah. it slash talk about it incessantly? Navel's out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what else about three hundred then? What's the crack? For those that have never seen it, do you have the uh, official synopsis? The official synopsis. 
King Leonidas of Sparta and a force of 300 men fight the Persians at the Thermopylae at Thermopylae in uh, 480 BC so it's a against all odds sports movie basically okay it's just like lots of slow motion blood bits yeah I mean maybe we can just we can wrap up by saying he's done some other films uh, P.S. I Love You which spoiler alert he dies right at the start which is quite good um, yeah. Law Abiding Citizen which is better than I thought it would be uh, it's got a particularly graphic stabbing scene where he stabs someone with a steak bone and it's really gory Wow! Um, he's recently done Gods of Egypt that has popped up on Netflix over the last week and I I think it's going to be either so bad it's good or just kind of like bright, that sort of level of meh. But I don't, I mean, I don't think it's going to be brilliant, but I'm willing to have, give it a watch because it's, uh, it's actually by the director of The Crow, Alex Proyer, so maybe there'll be something there. Who knows? Okay. Okay? Yeah. I mean, we've, we've spoken a bit about Geostorm. Yeah. Your kids loved I it. Did, I did actually have one... I did, my kids loved it I did actually have uh, a fact here so the word geostorm is mentioned 20 times in various forms throughout the movie seems about en- enough I remember one of the things yeah. that we called out about it previously it's was the geostorm the, the trailer was built up of lots of different um, sort of snippets of audio taken from multiple characters yeah. in a way that would never make sense um, which is worth looking out for, I suppose. Do you reckon one of them is, I hate geostorms? Oh, come on. Possibly, yeah. Or like, yeah. go back to geostormistan. What? Yeah. Something like that. Okay. Okay. So his next film, or the one the one that's coming out, I know we said we weren't going to talk about the Has Fallen series, but um, I've, I've just got a question I wanted to pose to you, really, to wrap it all up. So the next one is called Angel Has Fallen. And I want to just give you the official synopsis. So, after saving the president in the first two films, secret service agent Banning himself becomes the target of terrorists, this time whilst mid-flight on Air Force One. Oh. Um, Okay, so my my question to you, do you think the reason uh, why they've gone with not having the president in this one and just having it, having the... uh, the terrorists going after Jer- Jerry. Yeah. Is it because when the first two films came out, people generally, you know, quite liked the president? You mean in real life? In real life. And now if you kind of portrayed a, you know, a nice president that's in, in trouble, people just wouldn't believe it. Well, Ollie, that kind of says a lot about you. You're the one posing the question. Do you not like the current American president? I'm going to go out there and say he's not my favourite. <laughs> he's not your cup of tea. Okay. No. I think maybe, yeah. I also think it's one of those things where, like, um, you if you think of, like, Die Hard, they did it in a building, then an airport, then a city. Maybe they were just yeah. looking for, like, another form factor to, like, oh. fit the story into. Yeah. And, um like see see kind of how that played out and like within the plane itself is maybe interesting I mean like non-stop with Liam Neeson is I mean it's a great example and they've they've already uh, done cruise control so they couldn't really do one on a on a cruise liner 
No. With the presidential <laughs> vacation. Maybe, yeah, they could have done a cruise liner taking, like, the president to his golf course um, for the 91st time in one Exactly. Year. Maybe they could have had that. Yeah. Yeah. Whole, whole one down. <laughs> I mean, it's... London has fallen. Olympus has fallen, so it's not down. You're kind of writing for the whole wrong one, series. There. Whole one has fallen. All right. Uh, yeah. The chorus has fallen. Okay. <laughs> okay. Dunes I mean, have fallen. I've got so. Okay, cool. Um, in that case, let's wrap wrap up. Um, if anyone would like to. Um, find out from Jerry whether or not he's um, been upset by the Iron Brew fiasco, then they should go um, like the tweet that we send him via our Twitter account, which is at UF Podcast, and we're the same on Instagram. I think the more people retweet it and make a big deal out of it, maybe there's a chance he'll actually get back to us. Um, but I mean, if it ends up being like three people, that's probably not going to do the trick. But... Um, Equally, if you want to get in touch with us in any other way, like Facebook, um, you can do that. Facebook.com forward slash guys on film, or you can message us guys on film podcast at gmail.com if you want to send us a big email about your thoughts. I mean, nobody's really doing that, but you know, we should keep asking. If you've got, I mean, if you if you have a detailed manifesto about how I got it completely wrong on the Star Wars episode, The Last Jedi gripe roundup from me then feel free to send it my way I mean I, I have and then a I'll print it out and then I'll burn it I think that's about it how else can people get in touch Ollie just shout from their window like Rocky um, yeah shout yeah someone might slight, hear slightly less effective but um, yeah maybe uh, dress up as a superhero and climb up a public building with a banner, like the dads do. Yeah, that was you, wasn't it? Get on the news. <laughs> no, it wasn't me. <laughs> right. Um, and the other thing is, it does help us a bit if you go and subscribe to the podcast and leave a review. So whatever form your sort of podcasting takes, whether it's on Android or iOS, then go to iTunes or your own particular um, podcast vendor and then give us a review. That would be really nice. A review and a star rating—that'd be lovely. And then subscribe. How many stars should they give it? Six. They, and if they, they can't give it six, like give it as many as they can. Um, yeah. Fill it um, right up. We're we're looking for six stars from everyone, and if they can't quite do that, then you know, as close as they can manage is good enough to uh, to, to fit the bill. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Bye. <laughs> yep. Yeah, bye. Up.